Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. and welcome to the Parentologist Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kim. The Parentologist Podcast is a show about everything parenting with a therapeutic twist. I have a doctor in psychology and am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a registered play therapist, university professor, writer, and mom of two. Each episode of the Parentologist Podcast focuses on a variety of topics related to parenting, family, children, and mental health. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode, we have Dr. Miles Spar, who is the Vault Health National Medical Director. Dr. Spar is also the founder of his own digital health platform designed to help men reach their optimal health goals, and he is presented internationally and through mediums such as TED Talks, Dr. Oz, The Doctors, Men's Journal, and the LA Times. This is incredible. He is also board certified in international medicine with a degree from the University of Michigan Medical School. And Dr. Spar also served on the clinical faculty at UCLA, my alma mater, and as clinical assistant professor at the University of Arizona School of Medicine. How incredible. Dr. Spar, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Thank you so much. Well, I know we're going to be talking about some hot topics that have, have been a hot topic now since the pandemic started um, in right. 2020 and continue to be. And I know Vault Health, as an established leader in the COVID-19 testing, bringing the first FDA-authorized at-home PCR test and has sold now more than 10 million COVID tests nationwide. That's incredible. Yes, we've been busy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, I mean, I, like I said, I I first heard about you, um, gosh, we were planning a trip to Hawaii, uh, a family trip to Hawaii. It was our first, you know, trip post-pandemic. And, um, you know, they require a 72-hour negative COVID test before you travel. And so we were kind of embarking on getting our reservations. And I have two little ones. And my little ones, actually, my smallest one didn't even have to test. He was underage. But my little Mm -hmm. little one, um, she was a little scared to take the swab test. She didn't didn't want to do that. And so we looked up the, you know, different places that we that were approved by the state of Hawaii and I came across Vault Health and was instantly in love because um, she was able to not only take a test that had, did not contain a nose swab, but we also could take it in the comfort of our own home. Um, and you know I can go through the process of you know our amazing experience with you but um, what makes Vault Health's COVID test so unique and preferred? I know my personal experience and why I loved it, but what what is your personal opinion on that? Sure. Well, I think you said it well. You hit a lot of the high points of why our test, I think, is preferred. I mean, we, um, as you said, we uh, brought to market the first FDA-authorized at-home PCR test. And so PCR, um, polymerase chain reaction, is really the gold standard for testing. It's much more accurate than the rapid antigen test. Yet, normally, when you want to do a PCR test, you have to make an appointment, go into a clinic. The healthcare system, as you know, is overwhelmed, and that 
lab gets sent to a lab that's doing a lot of other type of tests. So it takes several days to get the results. So I think one of the beauties of our test is it is that gold standard test, but it's done, number one, from the comfort of your own home. Number two, it's a saliva test, which, as you said, is much more comfortable for many people as opposed to having to have a swab stuck up their nose, especially for children. Um, and it's kind of fun for some of the kids. They like to kids who do it a lot kind of compete with each other to see who can doing the fewest <laughs> number of spits to fill up the tube. Um, and then you get your test result really quickly because we are dedicated um, to really committed to getting these test results back. So basically you order the test online, or if you live in a state that offers that test, you might do it through your state department of health website and it arrives at your door the next day, sometimes even sooner. If you happen to live in a city that has DoorDash, cause we've partnered with DoorDash and they'll deliver your test. And then you just log on to zoom through our website, within three to four minutes, somebody is there watching you, explaining you, walking you through the process of spitting into this tube. Um, you drop it into the UPS bag and take it to your nearest UPS store. And then it arrives the next day at UPS. And within 24 hours of it arriving, you get your results. So it's it's more efficient. You get the results back more quickly. We let you know at every step in the process where your, your spit is. So when it's been received at the lab, and then you know when you're going to get the results. And that's why states and airlines and universities have, have trusted us because we are very efficient at getting your results back in an expeditious way. And if you're worried about it getting infected, you need to know quickly. It doesn't really help if it takes four or five days to get the test result back. That doesn't help you. It doesn't help you get back to school or work. And it certainly doesn't help the people that might have been exposed. So that's a, right. a long answer to <laughs> why we think our, our test has been so popular. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, it, or, you, know, you mentioned as well that the tests are very family friendly. I mean, I got to be honest, I when we were first taking our test to go on our vacation, I didn't want to take even the swab test or the no swab test. I remember right, right. my husband had to take one for work at some point um, and he came home and it was kind of early on, you know, um, in early 2020. But, you know, he was describing how it, you know, went pretty far up his nose and how it kind of hurt. And Anyway, um, I I wasn't even really fond of that. So when I found out about Vault Health and you know knew it was an at home saliva test, I thought this is exactly up my alley too. But like you said, also very family friendly, especially for children that may have some anxiety about the swab test. Like my own daughter did, um, little fearful of what it yeah. might feel like. You know, um, so this was this was a perfect solution for us. Great, I'm so glad. Yeah. And, you know, I also want to um, mention a little further, you were talking about the actual process of what someone can expect when they order the test. And firsthand, you know, I, I was a little scared at first because I thought, what if the test doesn't come back in time and we have to completely cancel our trip or postpone it? You know, there's a lot of money involved, a lot of planning. you got airline tickets and hotels and rental cars waiting for you and just yeah. the anticipation of going on a trip in itself. What what do you or what is your I guess percentage of how you know how, is there a possibility a test could get lost in the mail you know the UPS driver breaks down on the highway and doesn't get to the plane on time or whatever the case is um, will you tell us a little more about the accuracy of how quickly it comes back because for me it did and everything worked out great but I know there's still a lot of fears out there of people doing these at home tests thinking well what if something happens and I don't get my test results back in time right right you know 
we are very, very good at getting it back in time. I mean, certain things happen when there was the big storm down in Texas that delayed things coming from Texas when there are things beyond our control, you know, that can delay things. But in general, um, we're very good at getting it back. That It's a vast, vast majority of the time. You get your results within 24 hours of it arriving at the lab. And our specimens are given high priority by UPS. So when you do drop it off at a UPS store, it gets to the lab the next day. The best way to guarantee there's no delay is to order the test way ahead of time because it can stay in your house for months and months and months unused. And so if you know you're going to have a trip that you need to have the test for, don't wait until right before the trip to order the test, order it. So it'll arrive at your house. It's ready to go. And then 72 hours before you have to leave, you log on, do your test, send it in that day, drop it off at UPS. It'll get to the lab the next day. And then you'll have a good 24 hour window before you even leave when you'll already have your results. Exactly. And you were all very good about, like you said, letting us know what, you know, where it was in the process, you know, when it arrived at the lab. And and we did, we got our our results back really quickly, much earlier than we expected. I think two days before the trip, like you said, about 24 hours later, we were getting that email saying, you know, we had negative results. But I know. Yeah, and that's. Well, yeah, just say that's very typical. It is, it, that's the really very, very typical. It's very, very, very unusual for that not to happen. Right. Well, that's good to know. That's good peace of mind because there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with that extra step when you're trying to plan something like a vacation, especially if you're going somewhere internationally or you know even domestically. But um, there's that extra piece that we never had to worry about before. And it's just, like I said, it's a little anxiety provoking. Yes, you know, yes of course. Yeah. You know, um, but so here's my, here's a question for you. Uh, so there's, you know, let's say I go to my local drugstore and I take a test and they tell me you're not going to get your results back in three, four, five, sometimes even a week long, it feels like, especially if it's on a weekend and whatnot. So how can Vault Health get the results back accurately within 24 to 48 hours, let's say, with, you know, usually at the latest, but then other places that you go to that do PCR tests take so long at the lab. Are those labs just not as accurate? They're not staffed as well. What's, what's the issue with that? Yeah, well, I think part of it is that the healthcare system is a little bit overwhelmed and they're doing a lot of different tests, right? We're focusing on this COVID test. We certainly do a little bit of other testing, but the labs we use for COVID tests are only doing the COVID testing um, and we are preferred partners with them. So we have two big labs. We're their main client and they're really only doing COVID testing. So we're not competing with um, that same lab having to do blood sugar testing and blood count testing and, you know, all sorts of other testing that a regular clinic is ordering along with their COVID tests. Everything we send is COVID test. Everything we send is the PCR test. So they can really prioritize that. Mm, That's good to know. I didn't even think about that, actually. I was just thinking that that was kind of a priority for every lab right now. But you're right. There's lots of testing going on and there isn't that competition with Vault Health, which is nice, which is like you said, gives that guaranteed kind of feeling that, you know, when when you take the test, whether it's for personal reasons, let's say you are ill and you want to know if if you, you, you know, are sick with the virus or if you're going traveling or whatever the case is, that you'll get your results back and get them back quickly. Or like you said, if you're missing school or work, you know, it's kind of dependent on that, you know, to go back. Um, So one other question about the tests themselves that I know I've always thought about. So I'm hoping that people out there that are listening to this have also, you know, thought about this as well. Um, Can you go a a little bit into the the test results? Um, I've heard that there might be false positives, there might be false negatives. How much truth is there to that? And what does all that mean? 
Sure. You know, it's a really good question. You know, with a rapid antigen test that people do at home um, have a much higher rate of false negative negative testing. They don't have that high rate of false positive, but certainly a high rate of false negative. So they're about 80 to 85% accurate. This PCR test that we do at Vault that we're talking about is, is really the gold standard. So it has a very, very, very low rate of false negatives or false positives. It's about 98% accurate. So it's much more unusual for a test to tell you you're negative if in fact you have the virus, which would be a false negative, or to tell you you're positive if in fact you don't have the virus, which would be a false um, positive. So either way, the PCR test we use is highly, highly accurate. And certainly false negatives or positives happen, but it's very, very unusual. The rapid antigen tests, like I said, it's much higher rate of false negativity, especially. So we highly recommend, especially if somebody has symptoms, if you do that rapid test, you really should also do a PCR test. Number one, the PCR test is what's going to be needed by the school or work to get back to school or work, because that's really much more able to be um, very highly sensitive to pick up the virus if you have it. And it can be really recorded as tied to you in a more uh, clean way than like an at-home antigen test. Um, but also it's, it's a whole different type of test. So our PCR test is looking for actual genetic material from the virus, hmm. which makes it much more accurate. The antigen tests are looking at proteins that are on the virus that may or may not be as present as the actual genetic material, even if you have an infection. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you actually answered my next question because <laughs> I was going to ask you, you know, that since all tests aren't created equal, what is the validity between all these different tests? So if yeah. the gold standard is, you know, the PCR test, the one that you administer, why do we even offer these antigen tests or the rapid tests at home if if they're not as valid? Why are, why are they still being offered out there if they're not going to maybe possibly be as accurate as the PCR test? Right. Well, there's definitely a role for these. You get the results back within 15 minutes. So if it's the middle of the night and your child is sick and they have cold or flu-like symptoms and you really want to know, oh my gosh, is this COVID? Then the antigen test can be helpful. Now, before you send them to school, you'd want to do a PCR test, but at least you would have peace of mind that most likely if that test is negative, they're negative. Okay. Again, you'd want to back it up by the other tests, which you would need to get them into school. And also those rapid tests um, often are done over and over and over again. And so if you do them once a week or twice a week constantly for your work or your school, then that helps them be uh, be very useful because they're less expensive and they're easier to do on a regular basis in that way. Um, mostly though, they're just more convenient to do for a quick answer that you're pretty sure about. And then you can confirm that answer with the PCR test. Gotcha. Okay. That makes more sense. What Now thinking of that, furthermore, what would be a parent's role? Obviously, like you said, if a child has some symptoms, you know, to kind of have peace of mind to do, you know, one of the rapid tests at home just to see and then eventually, you know, follow up with the PCR test and whatnot. But should parents be regulating that or testing their children on a regular basis? What What is their role in it? Um, especially if they're not having any symptoms, would it still be necessary to test on a regular basis? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, um, and this will kind of lead us into the vaccine discussion in a way with children, but, you know, a lot of school districts are being very proactive and they're doing testing on their students on a regular basis, which I think is really great in order to maximize the chances of keeping in school, school happening. Um, I think it's, 
a great idea to test on a regular basis, even asymptomatic kids, because a lot of schools aren't mandating mask wearing. A lot of schools haven't been able to have vaccines yet because they have younger kids in elementary school. And so there's definitely a risk of having a virus spreading. And the sooner you know that, the more you can keep your child at home, prevent them from spreading it to other people, um, make sure they're well, have them check in with their primary care physician. So I know um, for my kids, they're getting tested regularly. We work in a lot of schools where we help facilitate testing on a weekly basis. Um, And those are schools that really are intent on making sure they find any infections as soon as possible to minimize the chance of an outbreak, to minimize the chance of having to go back to remote learning. So that's a a long-winded answer to say, yeah, I think it's until we have better control of this virus, I do think serial testing or regular testing is going to be a really important tool to know right away when someone's infected to prevent them from continuing to spread it. Exactly. And it's, it's it's interesting you say that because I remember when the when our schools just started uh, in August and I remember within a week there was so many kids getting sick at school. You know, kids were vomiting. There was, you know, um, stuffy noses. I, I can go on and on. And yeah. you know, maybe the kids, those kids, some of them did, some of them didn't, but there was no requirement for testing. I remember talking to a friend of mine, another another parent, and one of their children was one of the ones that were sick in the first week of school. And I said, well, what did the school say? Or what did the you know pediatrician say? Do you have to test before your child comes back to school? When they they, they vomited at school, like literally uh, at school, at recess, they were sent home. And I said, what did the school say? I'm, I'm, I was assuming that the school had told them that they had to test before they came back. And they said, right. no, the school just said, you know, just wait at least, I think, 24 to 48 hours. And then they were just allowed to come back, you know, with no testing or proof of anything, which I was oh, surprised about, right? I mean, that is, that is surprising. Yeah. It's just so variable. You know, that's surprising. That's kind of the most lenient I've heard. Some schools require testing every week, um, regardless of symptoms. Most schools require you to get tested before you return to school. If you've been sick, I know my kids are in high school um, and that's what they required. They My son had a cold. He had to show a PCR test, not an antigen test, but a PCR test in order to get back into school, which I really appreciated because I wanted him to be able to stay in school. Um, And then um, I also think some schools are more lackadaisical in the mask wearing and the social distancing. And those are the ones where it's especially important, I think, to do asymptomatic testing because that's where we know outbreaks are going to be happening. Right. And in this case, it did. I mean, there was at one point, I think over 10 kids out of my daughter's class, at least she's um, in elementary school. And there was about 10 kids out one week. And with yeah. you know, who knows what and but I don't remember. And then and then there actually was someone that tested positive at some point, you know, within the first month of school. But we weren't notified because this child was sitting at least six feet apart from my daughter. And so I only heard through hearsay, kind of, you know, through the telephone game and whatnot that other parents were telling me. But the teacher, the school, no one notified me that there was a child in my daughter's class that tested positive you know, for COVID because they yeah. sat more than six feet apart. And I, I still, I was, I'm still floored by that, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, anyway, a lot more, maybe, maybe Vault Health, Vault Health needs to come to um, California and <laughs> come to some of our schools out here, um, which I'll go into that. Let's go into that first. Let's keep talking about kids for a minute. Um, yeah. You do a lot more than at-home saliva tests, um, you know, for travel mandates and whatnot. Um, 
and you, you know, partner with K through 12 school districts and even colleges, you work with Penn State, the Ohio State. Tell us more about your work in schools and what you do for um, K through 12 and colleges. Sure. Yeah, we've, you know, we've partnered with a lot of institutions, corporations, colleges, elementary schools, camp, summer camps, um, because we early on were one of the testers that had this easy to use saliva test and uh, give the results back quickly. So we do all different type of real full turnkey approaches to these institutions. We can do testing for them either on site at some of these places. They will say you can either order the test to be delivered to your home in the ways we've discussed, or a lot of times, like for the beginning of getting back to school, they'll have us set up an on-campus uh, temporary clinic, and we'll just mm. test all the students as they're coming in, um, and then we get the results back the next day, you know, so they can just quarantine for one day while they're waiting for the results, and then they can get on to their dorms. Um, or some of them will have the students test before they come back to campus, and then they're going to have us do it again right around Thanksgiving break and right around Christmas break. So anytime the students are going home or traveling before they come back, they do our test. Uh, so we do wow. that quite frequently with some of the K through 12 schools. Um, we can we do on-site testing, and then we can also do testing, like we said, where they just order um, our test to be delivered at home, and then that school district will tell them the cadence at which they want their students tested. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I love that. And that's so smart to do it, you know, obviously. So, you know, I know, you know, the beginning of this pandemic, you know, it was affecting more older children and adults. And now it seems to be, you know, with the Delta variant kind of hitting, um, uh, affecting more children, you know, and things like right. that. But, um, but it's great, especially for those college campuses that were closed for so long. I mean, I'm, I'm a professor and I taught um, at the local university for two years <laughs> online. Um, oh my gosh, it's hard. Back. Yeah, it's very hard. So the fact that you have that option um, or there, there's that opportunity for these kids to, I say kids, they're, you know, technically adults, they're over 18, but, you know, for these kids to go to college and have that opportunity to be on campus um, safely, you know, and, and healthy. Um, and then, of course, after Thanksgiving, winter break, et cetera, because there is going to be probably more exposure during those times. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's amazing. Um, let's touch one more c- a question on, on children, and then we're going to move on to um, corporations and whatnot, because I have a couple questions um, about what you do for for them. Um, so just <laughs> just this week, um, the FDA approved to authorize vaccines for children 5 through 11. Mm-hmm. So what I mean, what is um, is Vault Health going to have any role in that? Um, obviously, we know vaccines are helping save lives and things like that. Um, but what what is Vault Health's kind of um, viewpoint on, you know, this new FDA um, you know approval? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so we have been helping with vaccines. You know, we I'm proud to say we've been such good partners to states and corporations and institutions, municipalities in testing that they as soon as vaccines started um, getting approved at the end of last year, they turned to us. They said, well, great, you've been so good with testing. Can you help with with vaccines? Which right. as, as a doctor, I'll tell you, it's a very different beast um, to <laughs> have bet, people watching people spit as opposed to actually vaccinating them and observing them afterwards and doing everything that needs to be done. But, um, you know, one of the things we're really good at is scaling up big and getting things done efficiently and managing logistics. And that's something we've gotten very good at. So we did go ahead and start with that starting December. Um, We started helping with vaccinations in New Jersey. We now do vaccinations for New York City and um, for multiple other places in Minnesota. 
where we've been vaccinating anyone that's approved for the vaccine according to whatever that state, you know, what their rules are. And so we definitely anticipate extending that to children. I know we will be in New York City, for example, um, and we're really excited to do that. Um, and it's something that we, we do very you know, easily because we've been doing that. So basically adding the vaccine for children, I don't know if your listeners know, it's actually, even though, for example, it's the Pfizer vaccine, it's, it's really different. So it's a whole different concentration and a whole different dose for these five to 11 year olds. So we'll be treating it just like as if it was a completely different vaccine. We have Moderna, we have J&J, we have Pfizer adult and Pfizer kids. And so it's kept completely different. Everything about it is different in terms of um, the, the, the people administering it would be specifically trained to work with kids. Um, it's really cute in New York. They're having us set up these little play areas for that 15 minute observation time afterwards. And um, we'll obviously be cleaning those very, very regularly. Um, right. But uh, yeah, we're really we're so excited just to be a part of the solution in that um, because we are looking forward to the end of this pandemic as much as everybody else. And I think I think in order to get our rates up nationally, we have to get these kids vaccinated. I also know so many families and friends of ours who have even if you have one ch- child in that age range, the whole family becomes like as if it was a year and a half ago, right? Right. The whole family can't travel and they can't go out and they can't have people over because they don't have um, one person vaccinated. That's somebody that's, you know, very vulnerable. So we're, we're really excited to help, help get those kids vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. And even, you know, out here in California, you know, some, especially LA County, I know I was actually uh, supposed to go to a monster truck event (laughs) um, Uh a month ago. And because it was more than a thousand people in an indoor space to, in order to go to the event, I would have had to get, had to either show proof of vaccination. um, But my children obviously are very young. And so until now there wasn't even an option for them to, you know, get a vaccine. And so they, so, you know, we had either show, show proof vaccination or show a negative COVID test within the, you know, 72 hour time frame. Right. In order to go to this monster truck event, you know? Um, so it's not just for school. It's not just for travel. I mean, now events and, you know, large indoor spaces. I know in LA County, uh, Universal Studios, for in- instance, when you go to Universal Studios now, everyone 12 and up have to show either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within 72 hours um, Mm -hmm. in order even to go into Universal Studios. And they are mandating masks indoors and outdoors for your entire time when you're in the park. So, you know, um, you know, Vault Health could come in real handy for those families that, you know, especially over like, you know, Thanksgiving or winter break or even just on a weekend or, you know, to in order to go to some of these events now or Universal Studios, for example, you know, you have to either have the vaccine or a negative COVID test um, right? in order to do these things now, which that's, those are just two examples. I'm sure there's a lot more out there and I'm not sure what other states are doing, but it's it's pretty prevalent, you know, to to have to, you know, have one or the other. Right. Exactly. So it'll, it'll be much better to be able to have uh, the vaccines there for those kids. Yes, exactly. And my last question about the vaccine, just from your, you know, um, medical perspective is I feel like I've heard a lot of parents talk about, you know, obviously to be in a public school, especially um, most private schools that I know of, you have to have certain vaccines in order to even go to school in the first place. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. 
you know, the polio vaccine and, you know, I can go on and on, but there's obviously multiple vaccines from birth till, you know, um, adulthood and even post-adulthood for some adults that need certain vaccines, even just to go to school. But for some reason, there's talk that this COVID vaccine is so different. And now that there's mandating, certain districts are mandating that these kids, especially 12 and up right now, are getting the vaccine in order to come to school. In my head, I'm thinking, well, the kids that are there already have had multiple vaccines even to get to this point. So why is getting the COVID vaccine feel so different for so many families? What, what's your thought on that? Oh, Dr. Kim, I wish I knew. I really wish I knew. I don't, you know, I try to understand it. I really do. But as you said, it is not a new thing to mandate vaccines and, and for the community and to help make sure that other kids don't get sick, especially kids more vulnerable than your own. Um, Measles, measles, Montrubella, which is the MMR vaccine, you know, going back to, you know, the days of the foundation of this country, the smallpox vaccine, um, you know, we mandate um, seatbelts, you know, we mandate things for for people's safety. Um, This vaccine, I guess there's a concern with its its own, its safety versus the other vaccines, maybe because it came out quickly. What people don't understand is the technology was already developed to do this type of vaccine, the mRNA vaccines. It wasn't brand new technology. They didn't just suddenly develop this and roll it out in months. They basically had for 20 years been working on this kind of technology to do these kind of vaccines. And they just were waiting for an opportunity to utilize it. And then this SARS-CoV-2 virus came out, which was perfect match for this type of technology. And so they implemented it, but they were able to do that quickly because they had been developing this for years. So I think that's one of the fears as well. There's a new kind of vaccine. Has it really been tested? It has been. It's been tested for many years. It just didn't have a, a culprit to, to jump on. Right. Um, right. I think that's, the other interesting. Yeah. And the other question, just to lay people's fear. So the big question I get from people is, well, they're putting in RNA. Doesn't that affect my DNA? Doesn't that, you know, affect my, are you putting in like this, this material that's genetic material from a virus um, because it's an RNA vaccine. And what I really want your listeners to understand is this vaccine that's made of RNA does not get into your cells, into the nucleus of your cells to affect your DNA. It cannot get into the nucleus of your cells where your DNA lives. The RNA only lives for a very short period of time, just enough time to make proteins in your body that will help signal the body to create these antibodies. And then the RNA that's injected into you goes away within a few days. The RNA doesn't live in your body. It doesn't get into your DNA. It can't. It literally doesn't have any way to get into your DNA. Interesting. I'm glad you cleared that up because I actually didn't know that. And I think like you said, a lot of people have a perception, whether, you know, it's just something they've read maybe from a source that isn't uh, reliable, you know, or right, right. from a friend or, you know, have their own anxieties and fears about it. Um, you know, I think like you said that a lot of people thought, oh, this came up really quickly. It hasn't been tested long enough. We don't know, no long-term effects. And I think there's just a lot of fear out there. I think there's fear of the virus. And then there's also this fear of the vaccine. So, there's yes. just it's it's really cultivated a lot of fear over this last year for for a lot of people, you know, for almost right. everyone it feels like. So yeah. Um, 
yeah, I'm really glad you cleared that up. So let's switch gears just a little bit um, in, in not talking so much about um, the vaccine and, and children, but I know you also do a lot um, of work with companies and corporations. You mentioned it briefly before. I know some of the companies Vault Health works with are UPS, JetBlue, GM, um, and others that you partner with. Um, can you tell us a little more about what you do for those companies? Is, is it similar to what you do um, for the schools? It is. It's similar. It, it really depends on the client. Yeah, we've worked with multiple airlines, JetBlue, Hawaiian Airlines, 3M, General Motors, Clorox, a lot of them. And we really have these turnkey solutions where, especially now with, with a, a mandate that might be coming down for vaccines that will say, you know, your employees need to get vaccinated and if they don't, then they need to get tested every week. Well, it's really hard for companies to kind of manage all of that. And, and so we provide these services because we have such an experience with logistics and with doing all this where we can give you a full turnkey approach and say, okay, let we will track for you which of your patient, which of your employees got vaccinated and when and with which vaccine and when are they due for a booster. And then the ones that aren't vaccinated, when was their last test? When are they due for their next test? We'll give you a dashboard so you can monitor who's behind and getting their testing done if they weren't vaccinated, who's behind and getting boosters. So we really help these corporations to manage all of this brand new territory that they're really not equipped to manage yet. Right, right. That's amazing. And and also, I, I read that you also work with the NBA. Is that true? Is that what, what do you do with the NBA? That's amazing. We do. Yeah, the NBA and other professional sports teams, um, we have really been doing the testing for them on a very regular basis in order to help make sure that they could keep playing. Remember two years ago, the season was kind of lost, although the NBA did a good job with the bubble. And then this last year, the seasons have gone on much in a much better way, partly because they've relied on people like us to help them with their testing so that if any players uh, test positive, they're removed quickly and um, contract tracing, contact tracing can be done quickly. So we've basically been setting up uh, serial testing programs for them so that they can make sure that they identify anybody that's positive even before symptoms develop. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. My, my husband and I are big fans of the NBA and um, I, it, it felt very, uh, it just felt weird <laughs> yes, yes. to not be able to turn on the TV and, and watch a basketball game. It, it was just very bizarre time, you know, during that kind of isolated quarantine that we went through, um, that it just, it, it was just not there. And, um, so I'm, I know. Yeah, I'm so glad it's back. Well, that, yeah. Well, especially in LA, man, y'all have the dream team now. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big LeBron James fan. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's nice to have it back. And like you said, to have it back safely where, you know, people are healthy and we're, we're, we're making health a priority and, you know, being able to go through someone like Vault Health to, to stay on top of those things, which I think is great. So, yeah. Um, okay. I think I have one more question for you. I feel like I could go on and on. Um, you, besides COVID uh, testing and vaccine administration, Vault Health also does other types of tests, screenings, clinical trial, trials, and specialty care. Can you share a little bit more yeah. about that? Sure. We have several business divisions. So, you know, we the COVID testing is part of our clinical logistics division where we do healthcare screen, screening, diagnostic testing, sample collection, at-home sample collection, which is exciting, um, and health reporting, workplace screening. We also do alcohol and drug testing and background screening. So we do a lot of testing and screening. Um, and from that, that's led us to be able to really help with clinical research. You, as you said, you're a professor at university. I, I'm a, I also have my master's in public health and do health services research. And as you know, with clinical research, 
COVID really did a number on the ability to do clinical research. Because when you're doing research, let's say you're a patient that's doing a clinical trial for uh, arthritis medicine. Well, you have to go to that clinic every whatever it is, six weeks, three weeks, three months to get your blood tested, to answer surveys. And all of clinical research is designed around this cadence of regular visits that you have to show up to and get your refill. It might be a placebo. It might be the real thing. All of this was based on in-person care. And then when COVID hit, suddenly that wasn't the priority, right? To let people in to the office that were doing clinical research, we were trying to avoid people going to the doctor. And so clinical research took a big hit. So we developed a whole clinical research division where we can do decentralized clinical research and help people do as much of the visit virtually and from home, even if we have to send a phlebotomist to your home. Um, So we've done clinical trials um, and clinical trials management for pharma, for biotech, for med tech. And I'm, as a researcher, I'm very proud of that. um, Absolutely. yeah, it's just it's enabled clinical trials to move on. And then we have a clinical care division. You know, we started um, with men's health, doing men's health um, nationally, and we continue to do that as well as developing other clinical lines of service via virtual telemedicine with the whole goal of re- decreasing barriers to care, helping people get care that they need um, from home, just like the COVID testing in the comfort of their home without having to take a whole half day to go to the doctor. Right. Yes, that's true, too. Um, I think it's amazing. I, I love what Vault Health does. I really do. Uh, you you do so much on so many levels. Like I said, when I first found you, it was really just to do the at-home saliva test so we can go to Hawaii, you know, and have a family yes. vacation. But then when I started doing more research myself, obviously, you know, having my doctorate, I've, I've <laughs> I'm pretty familiar and love research as well. Um, and I I love all the different things that that you do. Um, where would people find possibly, or where would you recommend people finding more information? Let's say they want to get, um, you know, a, a vaccine, you know, and there's obviously mm-hmm. differences between Pfizer and Moderna and J and J. Um, how, how would someone educate themselves on the difference and knowing which vaccine is the best one for them? Uh, great question. So, um, the vaccine, you can't schedule that through us that gets scheduled through your department of health or whoever is, you know, providing the vaccines in your area, even if they've hired us to actually do the vaccine. But I think the CDC is a great resource for information about which vaccine um, you should get. There's, it's so confusing and there's so much out there. You know, now, as, as your listeners know, the CDC and the FDA have authorized kind of a mix and match um, um, method of getting your booster shots, which can be confusing for people. So I would really go to the CDC. They have some great information about answering that. Um, for COVID testing, go to our website, vault, like a bank vault, vault health.com backslash COVID will tell you all about testing in your area. If your state offers testing, though, you might want to go to your Department of Health website because you might be able to get it for free through your state. Um, So if you know that that's the case, like we do that in Wisconsin and Minnesota and in New Mexico, go to your Department of Health website. Otherwise, go to our website directly and you can get a COVID test there. All right. Fantastic. And then, um, so they just go to your website. Like you said, you, you put everything in. I know I've done it myself. You put all the information and then the COVID test gets sent directly to their home and then the instructions just go from there. So exactly. Yes. Easy and quick and accurate. And I love that. So Dr. Spar, thank you so much for being here today and everything you've educated us on with Vault Health and with the COVID tests and vaccines and all the work you do across the country. Um, It's just phenomenal of all the things that you do. So thank you so much. 
Thank you. I appreciate what you're doing as a parent. I just, I love your podcast and I so appreciate you spreading credible information to parents. It's great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. I can't wait to have you back for more. Make sure to subscribe to the Parentologist podcast so you don't miss an episode and make sure to tell your friends. This podcast is not intended to be a replacement for therapy. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911.